listening to the podcast 82488. Halted his tears. Ollie took him in his arms and covered him with kisses. He stroked his hair and said, To me, monk, you are missed by me. Another of those infuriating Frenchisms. And that was a selection from today's novel, Counterfeit, by author Kristen Chen. Page 8. Come to think of it, given that the vast majority of our interactions in college involved her asking for my help, perhaps I shouldn't have been so taken aback by this. Her most recent request to aid in arranging her friend's medical care. Through the course of the afternoon, she disarmed me by commending my life choices, saying things like, it doesn't surprise me at all that you married someone both brilliant and handsome. And I've always thought that half-white, half-Asian babies are the absolute cutest. And of all the girls at school, you're the one I envied most. Basking in her flattery, I failed to notice that she had me pegged from the start while I'd completely misjudged her. When he was feigning interest in the story of how Ali and I had met, when an unmistakable cry pierced the air, I turned along with Winnie and the other patrons. There, lying flat on his back on the sidewalk outside, his face a red ball of rage was my Henry. Crouched beside him was Maria, bless her heart, talking quietly, a look of calm determination in her eyes. For a split second, I considered claiming ignorance. And before you accuse me of being heartless, detective, you must understand that back then, the tantrums were never ending. At the next table over, Two men in stylish glasses exchanged smirks, and I snapped out of it, explained to Winnie that the shrieking child was my son, and rushed out the door. What happened? I asked Maria. Page 24. I bent down to still my son's wildly kicking legs. Running at full blast, bruising the sieve of strawberries, I asked her if it was possible that I'd misheard my dad. She bundled me in her strong sinewy arms and put me to bed and told me firmly that the only thing I had to do right then was grieve. She'd take care of everything else. Hours later, I gazed out the window into the backyard to see her kneeling beside Henry. Their heads touching and together they released a yellow balloon into the sky. There was one other reason that prevented me from making the move, my foolish pride. Here, in San Francisco, surrounded by professional contacts and former colleagues, I was a lawyer on extended maternity leave, on sabbatical even, a concept that had, as of late, transcended the walls of academia and infiltrated corporate life. In the last couple of years, acquaintances had taken months-long paid leaves to travel the world, volunteered wildlife preserves, 
ashrams. Here in San Francisco, I could tell myself I wasn't so different from them. Since my mom's passing, however, I'd grown increasingly certain I could never return to tax law and the tyranny of billable hours. A thought that so frightened me, I'd mentioned it to no one. You see, in my family, there were only a few acceptable paths. Law, medicine, engineering. Law was the one I'd disliked least. From the very beginning, I'd known my lot in life, to be good enough at my job and to tolerate it until retirement. This must sound silly to you, detective. Did you want to be in law enforcement ever since you were a little girl? Page 88. Halted his tears. Ollie took him in his arms and covered him with kisses. He stroked his hair and said, you are missed by me, another of those infuriating Frenchisms. Over Henry's tousled head, Ollie's gaze latched onto mine. Hi, he said. Hello. Henry whined and rubbed his eyes, and Ollie said he'd put him down for a nap. I rolled the suitcase into the bedroom, listening to Ollie tell Henry how much he loved him. The bed was exactly as I'd left it. The duvet hastily pulled up, my pillow still bearing the indentation of my skull. Ollie hadn't slept here the entire time we'd been away. I opened a window to clear the must. Eventually, I noticed Ollie in the doorway, watching me unpack. Hi, I said. Hello. The corners of his mouth twitched. I felt strangely shy. He said, I'm going to give up the apartment. We'll move down as a family when you're ready. It was everything I wanted. And yet, when I took in the purple crescents beneath his eyes and the stubble on his chin, I said, no, don't. I know how hard you work. His eyebrows jumped. I was being selfish. Keep the apartment for now. I can manage with Maria. The end. Throughout the flight of literature, you will find a story that touches your soul. Please support the authors in this show by viewing the books on the website 82488.com. That's numbers 824, the word 88.